Hi, my name is Pete Scazzaro. I want to welcome you today to the Emotionally Healthy Leader Podcast. Our theme today is patience, the life work of a leader. Patience, the life work of a leader, or perhaps better said, the indispensable quality of a mature leader being patience. So today really is going to be a bit of a devotional, uh, and I've actually been holding this uh, for this Advent uh, Christmas season because of the intensity of the hurry that surrounds all of us. But actually, it's a it's a life-transforming truth and insight that I come back to over and over again, especially at this time of the year, uh, because of an insight that years ago I learned from Tertullian, the uh, great church father from North Africa in the third century, about God's nature is to be patient. And the most visible sign of God's patience is actually found in the incarnation itself. And then when the Holy Spirit descends, patience and waiting is always on her side. So that's going to be our theme I want to explore with you and actually end with a bit of a uh, an exercise to hopefully slow you down to enter into the very patience of God. So as you know, human beings have always been in a hurry. It's not just in our generation today, but the fast-moving, goal-oriented, determined-driven uh, quality of especially Western civilization has been around a very long time. I mean, I don't like waiting in traffic jams. I finish people's sentences. Uh, you probably hear me talk fast on this podcast, and uh, I, you know, I I get uh, impatient in waiting on God for messages to come together, uh, to gestate over time. I uh, even in discerning God's will and making good decisions. Uh, I struggle uh, with patience, and in fact, one needs great patience as a leader to build anything of, of any substance, whether it's a ministry, a church, a community. Uh, it takes years, uh, decades sometimes. And uh, I mean, I had two instances this week where uh, one was a, in a conversation with Jerry. Uh, I was so tempted to just lunge into uh, a couple of topics with her that I realized uh it would have been pure impatience and haste, uh, and I needed time to ponder, uh, and uh, thank God I did. And, and actually, I, I was with some people uh, this past week, and uh, the next day, as I prayed for them, I God just burdened me with, uh, and I, really to, to, to call them and give some counsel and direction, and uh, and actually, I would then be taking on some responsibility in uh new for myself and, and even doing a bit of mentoring with them and i just realized no no no, do not make that phone call although i was tempted to uh just ponder it for a while i'm still pondering it's been a couple of days uh, and again this issue of patience what what an indispensable quality for any mature leader and one that we're constantly growing in and need to most of us we're very pleased to have a spiritual life uh we just want to be in charge of it and have it unfold according to our schedule and uh, so again, I, I, when I think of two people waiting or being very patient in Scripture around this Advent season, it's really Anna and Simeon in Luke chapter two, uh, and you know here's Anna, uh, extremely godly, elderly widow, widow, eighty-four years old, prophetic, but she's just patient. She's waiting on the Lord and she's giving thanks to God, and, and she sees Jesus and out of her patience. The same thing with Simeon. You know, this is because of the Holy Spirit being upon him. He's waiting for the consolation of Israel. And 
again, he's just patient. And again, both these figures have such a revelation of Jesus and the Messiah. They see God uh, out of their patience. And again, uh, when the Holy Spirit descends, uh, patience and waiting is always at her side. And uh, again, it was Tertullian who wrote this famous letter on patience uh, in 240 AD. And I want to encourage you, Google it, look it up. It's, it's not a long letter. Uh, but it's filled with some gems of insight uh, on patience and the Holy Spirit. And just think with me for a moment of, of the patience of God. I mean, how old is, is the earth in human history? Uh, I've seen figures from 13.5 billion years old. And, you know, how old is human history? I mean, millions of years old of, of human beings. And then you have Abraham, you know, 4,000 years ago, God calling Abraham and calling a people that we might know him, you know, through Abraham's lineage. And But God's incredible patience and unfolding of his plan through history. Uh, I think of the Jews, just the patient waiting uh, for hundreds and hundreds of years for the Messiah to come. I mean, you had a, uh, as many scholars will say, hundreds of years of silence between the final book of the Old Testament and, and the emergence of John the Baptist. Uh, under Roman rule, no, no prophetic voice, just just patience, you know, waiting on God. And then, then I, I think of, again, God waiting and God coming in the person of Jesus. And it was Tertullian who says the ultimate uh, message of patience is, is God coming in the incarnation through Jesus. And, and then just being birthed within a Mary, a woman, and waiting nine months uh, for that fetus to form and come through her, uh, you know, birth canal and be birth in the womb of Mary. I mean, what patience. And then even just God's patience of, of not rushing through the developmental stages of, you know, toddler and baby toddler, child, you know, preteens, teen, adolescence, young adulthood. And, and I just imagine just the patience of Jesus and uh, as an adult and in his mid twenties, uh, not rushing to be recognized or, or seen and, uh, again, the patience of Jesus, I just imagine him sitting in through prayers and the synagogue and worship and bad sermons and you know, sitting there patiently, you know, and, uh, and then as, you know, God's patiently waiting as the Roman Empire is growing and, uh, go, and the Roman citizens and families going after any number of pagan gods like Asclepius or Greek gods or mystery gods and, and religions flourishing uh, and the temple temples being built in the great cities of the Roman Empire. God is patiently waiting. I, I they have the Pharisees dividing into two schools, a liberal and a the Hillel school and a strict school, a Shammai, and Jesus just watching and uh, and his friends going up, you know, some moving to Jerusalem perhaps, patience of Jesus and, you know, Rome emerging as a world power and again, God's just patient and and then Jesus emerging and allowing himself to be baptized by John the Baptist, you know, patience. And, and then as Jesus begins his ministry, just slowly uh, gathers the 12. And many believe he waited a year, a year and a half before he called the disciples to himself. But he doesn't strive, he doesn't rush, doesn't grumble. He just, he's loving people. And then he allows himself to be arrested and misunderstood and crucified and patient. He could have called 12 legions of angels. But he's just patient as he's spit on and whipped and crucified. And again, this great line of Tertullian is God's nature to be patient. And from the beginning of Scripture to the end of Scripture, uh, we discover God teaching his people to wait 
you know, and teaching us to be patient. I think of, again, just Noah waiting and being patient for the waters to recede and Abraham waiting and being patient 25 years for his first child to come from him and Sarah. Uh, Joseph waiting, you know, just patient as he's falsely accused and, you know, between 13 and 22 years just waiting, you know, patiently. I think of Moses patient in the desert. I mean, he wasn't patient in the beginning when he killed the Egyptian uh, and impatience. And, but God takes him 40 years to learn, you know, patience there in a wilderness uh, before God calls him at the age of 80 to begin his leadership. Uh, again, the Israelites, which could have taken just a few weeks uh, to cross into the promised land, uh, end up stretching to 40 years of wandering in the desert, you know, learning patience. That's why Simeon and Anna are such important figures uh, every Advent to ponder because they're patients, you know, they're waiting. And as uh, it's been said so well, when the Holy Spirit descends, patience and waiting is always on its side. And that impatience along with fear is one of the roots of all sin. And uh, I love when Tertullian says that the impatience is of the devil himself who can't wait. And you think of, you know, Cain and you know, Eve and the and, you know, temptations of the, of the tree in the middle of the garden of Cain, his brother Abel, Israel in the desert, impatient, Judas, impatient. I mean, it is quite a theme in Scripture and the sins that follow it. And so what a, what a life work for us as leaders to grow and mature and ask God to help us grow in patience. I, there's a, there's a, a great book that was written a, a few years back called The Patient Ferment of the Early Church by Alan Kreider. The Patient Ferment of the Early Church by Alan Kreider. And he notes that one of the primary reasons the church grew in her first 300 years through persecutions and oppression was because of her commitment to patience, that they created a, a, an, a comprehensive culture of patience, he calls it. Could you imagine creating a, a, a church or community culture of patience? And, and they taught that this through their careful and very intentional process of discipleship, you know, catechesis. And in fact, he argues that the church fathers wrote more about the Christian virtue of patience than they did about evangelism. And yet they effectively evangelized the Roman Empire. Uh, and here's, here's a quote from him in, in this book, uh, The Patient Ferment of the Early Church. God's mission is unhurried and unstoppable. In fact, patience is the very nature of God, he quotes Tertullian. It has rightly been said that the fall of Adam and Eve was marked by human impatience. And the original sin was actually this in the eyes of the Lord. And that patience is, is a distinctive sign of the Christian. I'll, and I want to add to that, patience is a distinctive sign of a, a leader. And he argues in his book that people looking in from the outside were attracted to the non-anxious, unforced lifestyle of the early Christians. And as a result, the church blossomed evangelistically. Oh, just love reading that. I mean, again, I think of myself as a finisher of people's sentences and a person who talks fast. Oh, Lord. And I have clearly gotten better over the decades and growing more patience. And I see the wisdom. It is the patience is the life work of every leader. So let me share two simple truths with you to think about. The first is this, that you and, you and God are on very different timetables. You and God are on different timetables. As you know, to the Lord, a thousand years is like a day. And what's a long time to us is, 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 a, is a second to God. It's an instant to God. It's a nanosecond. And what seems to us so dumb and pointless so often, uh, and God is filled with purpose and, and meaning. 
And, you know, people ask me all the time, why isn't God doing something? Why isn't God acting now? Uh, when do we need to, to get the work of God done? And the answer is because you're, this, this life and this leadership you're doing is not about you. You're part of something much larger God's doing. Again, everything in Western culture is about, time is about being efficient. It's about productivity. Uh, it's about getting things done. Uh, it's about you know, making money in, in the economy. And, and so as a result, we, we, we've got this, we want to redeem the time. We want to make the most of the time for the days are evil. And, and uh, we, we say we want to be good stewards. But actually, we're just taking the culture. We're, we're fitting in those scriptural verses into the culture of why we've got to move fast and, and, and we're so impatient and why we're always anxious. And so we end up fitting God in versus, you know, time's a gift uh, from God in which we participate. And, and there's a whole life to it. Uh, and God's got his own timetable. It's very different than ours. Uh, I, I like what G.K. Chesterton said. He says, if you're on the wrong road, the worst thing that can happen is to move quickly. Sometimes in our leadership, I've been on the wrong road, uh, and sadly, I've moved quickly. And God's had to just put a stop to the whole thing. And uh, sometimes we're going down a dangerous road. We're hitting bad bumps in the road. And, but actually, God's seeking to get you and get me to just reconsider. I love Augustine when he writes about one of the purposes of unanswered prayer is to force the expansion of our hearts. Uh, in other words, God wants to expand us so we can take in what he really wants to give us. And he's got to say no to our prayers. Uh, just think about it. What would happen if you received everything immediately and on your own terms? I mean, everything you, you want to see happen. I can just tell you this. I, I look at um, the things I wanted in the early years of my leadership I just thank God I didn't get them. <laughs> and thank God he said no. I mean, I think of Joseph at the age of 17 in uh, Genesis 37. You know, he sees this kind of vision of what his brothers are going to bow down to him. He sees the long-term picture, but he's way too young. Uh, and he has got to learn patience. And God's going to take him on a journey to learn that. I remember one of my mentors saying when I was in my early 30s and experiencing all kinds of failure and and he just said, thank God. You know, he just thanked God uh, because he knew I was learning patience and my lack of patience. And, and that Jesus' incarnation is really about timing, the timing of God, the patient timing of God uh, to come in his time. And it's his, God's nature to be patient. So the first is just God's got a whole different timetable. And I'm really sorry it's not yours. It's surely not mine. And God sees hundreds and thousands of years, uh, the big, large picture. And we can see just our the limits of our short time on earth and um, that he's given us. But the central big truth is this, that the central issue in patience is real. It's not like, okay, I'm going to be more patient. It's not endurance. It's not willpower. The central issue is actually hope. In other words, that the, the central issue is the resurrection, that patience is grounded. And we believe in the resurrection. God's alive and he's doing something. Jesus the Lord God Almighty is on the throne. And, and, and the whole theme, one of the great themes of Revelation, which is definitely worth a podcast in the future, is that God is on the throne. He is the Lord God Almighty. He's got everything in a grip. And again, at the time that was written, the book of Revelation, the Roman Empire was the greatest the world had ever known. And the Romans believed the Caesars were gods on the earth. There were inscriptions found throughout, throughout the empire. You know, may there be glory and honor to Caesar Augustus and sovereign Lord, you know, referring to Caesar. And you are worthy, you know, referring to Caesar. But when John sees a throne in chapter 4 and chapter 5 of Revelation, uh, it's not Domitian on that throne or Caesar. It's 
God is on the throne, and all glory and honor goes to him. He is worthy. Those are the words that we use for the Roman Empire. And so, listen, I, I, I know you've probably, you know, if, I, I tend to have three or four visions by breakfast and clear, definitely by lunch. And uh, I, I know what it is to give into impatience and striving and fear. Uh, I want to invite you to wait, be patient. Uh, God can give you grace to do it. And he is the Lord God Almighty. He really has actually control over all historical events. And it may look like the wicked are prosper, prospering and it may look like the righteous are suffering and the world may look like it's not being ruled by God. And you may say, where is the kingdom of God coming? And uh, just, I want to just encourage you, God's on that throne. And uh, it's a certainty. And uh, true worshipers, we worship him whether we can figure out what he's doing or not. And maybe you're sitting there and say, things have gone really wrong this year. And I'm not sure what's headed for the next year. But we, we worship him. We bow before him uh, whether we like what he's doing or not doing. Uh, or get it. And that our prayers are actually powerful. They're supremely powerful. They rise up as incense to his very throne. And they may seem insignificant uh, to the people around you, but they matter to God. They're supremely important. And, and again, one of the themes of the whole book of Revelation is that our prayers do reach God. Uh, and uh, God has will that your prayer, my prayer, it's just part of the process by which he moves and his kingdom comes. It's a mystery. I don't understand it all. But even if it feels like, and I, I, it may feel like nothing's happening or you're wasting your time. But uh, uh, he, is the, he is the Lord God Almighty. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. You will see his face and you will reign with him forever and ever. And that's the whole thrust of Revelation. I love what Andrew Murray says about the uh, book of Revelation and seeing his face. He goes, there is an extension of the grace of Jesus beyond the grasp of the human mind. And the central issue, friends, for us in being patient is, is hope that he is on the throne. So let me just talk about and end our podcast with, with a, just a few simple suggestions about patients that have helped me and continue to help me to grow and mature into a more patient person. Not that I've arrived by any means, but I'm growing. Uh, I'm growing and it really is the life work of a leader. And I'm convinced it's one of the greatest gifts we can give to the people we lead is that we can take a nice deep breath. We're not reactive. And even our triggers we recognize are a gift when we're triggered because that's a gift of God want to do some deeper work in us. And it's a time to step back and say, why am I overreacting right now? Why do I want to strangle this person? Why is everything in me want to run and make this thing happen? Um, those are gifts from God to invite you to allow him in to not just live your life on the surface skimming, but actually to allow him to go deep into the surface into your life. So you can catch all the seeds of what he's doing. So here's a few suggestions to just look at this issue of how do I grow in patience? How do I uh, how do I do this? Well, it's gonna uh, believe me, suffering's gonna come your way. Uh, God's gonna teach you to be patient by having you be patient when you don't want to be, and in that process, He will be transforming you. So uh, the first is think of a jigsaw puzzle, one of those big complex puzzles with thousands and thousands of pieces, and it requires a lot of patience. And it's so much like life, you know, we have, we have this every, we have relationships, we have losses, failures, joys, adventures, family. So many events in our lives seem so disconnected that we get let go or disappointed. Uh, but when you, when you, if you think about doing a puzzle and I encourage you maybe do a puzzle over the holidays, 
uh, you can just meditate on the reality that God is slowly, patiently ordering your life, and, and it will be seen as a picture of great beauty uh, someday. Uh, someday. And our life really is like that big jigsaw puzzle, and right now you're just dealing with a couple of pieces, and we just can't see it. Take a nice deep breath and just wait. But the second is, as you have time to wait, um, and you know, so many times think waiting in stores, waiting in traffic jams, uh, long lines, inconveniences, trials, uh, people not getting it. Uh, Jean-Pierre de Cassade, the great Jesuit writer, uh, wrote this. He goes, whatever happens to you in the course of a day, for good or ill, it's an expression of God's will. Think about that for a moment. Whatever happens to you in the course of a day, for good or ill, is an expression of God's will. In other words, God's coming to you. So instead of hitting your wheel or rolling your eyes or cursing, uh, just see it as an invitation. And as you're having to wait uh, and exercise patience. And that little quote by Jean-Pierre de Cassade, which kind of summarizes this, his whole book, The Sacrament of a Present Moment, is that whatever happens to you in the course of a day, for good or ill, somewhere in that is an expression of God's will. And I'll just add to that, and one of which is he is teaching you and teaching me, breaking our self-will and teaching us to be patient, take on the very nature of God and to be able to wait. But the third is probably the largest one that's had an impact on me and of helping me at least grow in waiting. Uh, and it really came out of learning from uh, the monastic tradition, monks and practicing some of the rhythms of the offices and it was practice actually waiting on the Lord versus waiting on the Lord for something. I spent most of my leadership life praying and waiting on the Lord for him to do things. Uh, and that was everything from, you know, save so-and-so or help us, Lord, you know, open up a place for us to meet, uh, send me a worship leader, uh, you know, God, you know, transform my kids, transform me, but I'm waiting on the Lord for things, right? my, my long requests, praying for different parts of the world for God to move. And I'd say that was most of my Christian life for um, over 20 years. And I remember beginning to wait on the Lord. And there's a number of scriptures that talk about wait on the Lord, period. And to be in his presence, waiting on him as a waiter, on the Lord, kind of hands outstretched, open, not to accomplish or achieve anything. Uh, it was a life changer for me. And moving my prayer life to primarily waiting on the Lord uh, versus interceding for all these things I want done. Now, I do intercede, but the larger portion of my prayer life has moved to communion and waiting on the Lord. It's been so much more fruitful and rich and life-changing. And again, I'll lead you on a short exercise uh, in just a few minutes at the end of this podcast. But try it, waiting on the Lord, and maybe your, your eyes closed and being still before him and your hands, your palms open up before God. Uh, and God may speak to you and give you direction and nudgings, but you're just waiting on the Lord. I mean, that, that is our life. That's going to be our future when we see him face to face. We will spend all eternity waiting on the Lord. Uh, in, in fact, I would say that you know, I was with a lot of leaders the last couple of weeks, uh, young leaders. And I, I said, my, my observation is the biggest challenge in talking with young leaders uh, is impatience, wanting something fast and, and quick. And, and, and in fact, the, the whole way what we're doing here in Emotionally Healthy Discipleship and 
uh, in moving into a course, uh, two eight-week courses, 16 weeks, it's a class, it's homework. It's so counterintuitive to the fast. Um, and actually, have, you having to live it and pe leaders having to live a bit of what we're pr preaching before they talk about it uh, and begin to disciple other people in it is very slow. And, uh, but I, I want to invite you to, uh, to, to look at, for the, as you go into the year 2020, the Emotionally Healthy Discipleship course. Go on our website at emotionallyhealthy.org. Download a couple of the free sessions uh, and look at the course and think through planning maybe over the next year. Uh, when you might maybe just do a pilot among a few leaders yourself and just begin to immerse yourself in the doing of it. I'm not talking about reading a book. I'm talking about actually doing the material, whether it's grief and loss or, or genogramming your family, how it impacts the present, doing offices, silence and stillness as, as part of your own discipleship. It's a very slow, um, but it, it's, it's out of the slowness where, where things are birthed and happen, which can happen no other way. Remember, so anyway, go check that out at emotionallyhealthy.org. Remember, when the Holy Spirit descends, patience and waiting is always on her side. And as Tullian says so beautifully, it is God's nature to be patient. And perhaps the most visible sign of God's patience is the incarnation itself, the patience of God of coming in the person of Jesus and the way uh, his life, death, and resurrection and ascension unfolded. So let's do this little exercise together here. Um, uh, now listen, if you're driving or you're on a bicycle uh, or you're walking, for example, uh, you know, please don't close your eyes, all right? You can still participate in whatever you're doing. Or, uh, but I wanna invite you to, to we're gonna take a verse, Psalm 37, seven. And the verse is, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And I'm going to invite you to fall into the arms of God with this verse and to enter into the experience of the words and phrases. Uh, you know, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. And I, we're going to focus on the verse just a little bit at a time. And I'm going to invite you to experience the verse, a word or a phrase at a time. And so I'm going to speak the word or phrase twice. And I'm going to give you a few moments of silence between each word or phrase. So you can just fall into the arms or just rest in the arms of God through the, the living word of God, the, the sacramental word, this live word to you. Okay, so again, this, the verses comes out of Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So let's begin. The first word is be. We're going to take about 15 seconds, all right? B. Next. Be still. Be still. Next, be still before the Lord. Be still before the Lord.
next. Be still before the Lord and wait. Be still before the Lord and wait. Next, be still before the Lord and wait patiently. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently. And finally, Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine on you. And may you offer to people around you a gift, the gift of patience, that everything is going to be okay, and that the Lord God Almighty is on the throne. And when you're tempted to be impatient or reactive or impulsive, May the Lord give you grace and may he grow you to be a mature woman, a mature man who serves and leads people to Jesus. So bless you, everybody. Have a great day.